Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's inevitable that our time will come to an end. And one way or another, we're all laid to rest. But what if someone struggles to say goodbye? What if they don't accept that your time has come to an end? Carl Tanzler is one of those people. And without consent, he removes the body of Elena Hoyos from her final resting place. And it would be years before his secret was discovered. Welcome back. I'm Nicole. I'm Ben. And you are listening to Wicked and Grim. A true crime podcast. Uh, in good old fashioned, we start off with a crack of a can. There we go. I feel like for some reason that intro, like it had felt like I hadn't done that forever. And I don't know why. <laughs> well, I mean, the week before last, we had the Q&A when you were on vacation. Yeah, but we did this last week. We did. So I don't know. I literally had felt like it's been like a month for some reason. It does actually, now that you mention it, it does kind of feel like it's a little elongated. And I don't know why. Huh. I mean, it's a big transition from like summer to fall, maybe. Feels actually, like time's going quicker. I think that might be it because the days are already shorter up here. The leaves are starting to turn color and fall off the trees. Mm-hmm. Whereas, yeah, last week it still felt like summer. And this week it almost feels like fall is full blown here. So yeah, like my uh, chai tea latte, I had to switch from an ice to a hot. Oh, I thought you were going to say you had pumpkin spice today. No, I'm actually not a pumpkin spice person. I don't really love pumpkin spice. I've had a pumpkin spice one before. It was actually, it was not bad. I'm all about chai tea latte. Is it latte or latte? I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) It's a drink and it tastes the good. Yeah, it tastes real good. Cool beans. Um, Okay, what are you looking forward to most with with fall being around the corner? Okay, well, I actually do love fall. Okay, for one thing. So my drink, my hot drink this morning was freaking amazing. Yeah. And I can put my ass warmer on in the car again. Fair enough. And I just freaking love that. Everybody loves a warm booty. Oh, do you have that in your truck? I do not. Oh, that sucks for you. Maybe I do. I don't know. I don't know how to use it. Yeah, it's newish. Well, it's a a work truck. to you, yeah. It's a work truck. And I never got like a a run through on it. It was like, here's the key. Have fun. (laughs) <laughs> well, an ass warmer is unbelievable. Yeah. Maybe I should look and see if I actually have one. And I love like just being cozy with like warm blankets and sweaters and yeah. Fuck to the yes. Yeah. The colors, the spooky, the candy. Yeah. What are you looking forward to? The colors? Halloween, all those Halloween just, stuff in general. Yeah. Honestly, um, I'm all about Halloween. Fucking love it. And I'm stoked for the return of Jacko for Halloween week. Ooh. 
is Jacko returning? Have we announced this? Um, I patrons know that Jacko's coming back, oh, but I guess okay. this is the first drop that Jacko is coming back, and so is Halloween week this year. Well, I think we might have mentioned something about it in our Q and A. To be honest, oh, okay, fair I enough. think so. Well, if we didn't, we're saying it here. If we did say it there, then we're saying it again. Mm-hmm. How's that? I just realized. Are you going to be wearing those glasses the whole thing? Oh yeah, I forgot they were on. Because it's very <laughs> distracting for me. Really? Yeah, because I can't see your eyes. I bought some knockoff pit vipers on Amazon. Yeah, he thinks he's the coolest shit ever. <laughs> well, they're normally like 150 bucks, and I'm not saying they're not worth it, but I'm not going to pay that. And they're not my style. So I was just like, I'm going to get $15 ones for like super cheap so I can goof around. Yeah, with but you're rocking them like they are your style. I think they might become my style at this rate. <laughs> um, so yeah, I do make these look good. But want to know what else makes us look good? Our patrons. Oh, yeah. Because they fucking awesome. So we had a couple patrons sign up this past week. So shout out to Mist Sep and Arceli Salgado over on Patreon for signing up this week. Thank you so much. You guys yeah. are about to get a an exclusive episode coming down the pipes in the oh, next like yeah. two days. Yeah, that's very exciting. Yeah. So we don't, we're close to 200 on, on, on that uh, platform, which is pretty wild. We are. And one what else is pretty wild. What? We have almost a thousand reviews on oh, Spotify. Yeah. Ratings. Wouldn't it be more so? About five star review. It, the rating close. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So let's try to get that to a thousand. This yeah. is like our call to action here. No kidding. Please. Like we're at 960 something, I think. So I think so. We get over a thousand. That would be dope. That would be dope. Uh, so yeah, if you want to go rate us or give us a review, that would be so appreciated. Thank you. If you want to go follow us on Patreon, support us there. That would be appreciated. If not, you just want to be here. We appreciate that too. Thank you so much. Okay. I got to take a photo of you in these glasses to probably post so that people can see what the hell is going on here. Cause this is a view and a half that I have. There we go. Okay. Does it look good? Does it look good? Uh, well, we have a lot of like things on the railings and stuff of our tiny home for like soundproofing. So it looks oh. like our house is a bit messy, but it's not technically. But um, it's organized chaos right now. Yeah, I will post this because this is what I get to look at for the next uh, the next hour of my life. Fair enough. Well, next two hours because <laughs> we're recording the Patreon episode after this. We are actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you going to can you can you drop what the Patreon episode is for people uh, or do you not want to? I, I will say this. It's nicknamed the blindfolded death. Oh, that's all I'm going to say. Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm apparently going to be in for something here. Yep. Okay. So should we get chatting about, uh, about Carl and Elena here? I think we should. Let's dive into it. Yeah. I don't know how common this story is. I actually had, I knew bits, but very few details on it. So, um. So Carl Tanzler, he was born on February 8th or 8, I was going to say 19. I just like go right to 19, but it was actually 1877. We're going back here. That's definitely back a ways. In uh, Dresden, Germany. So Carl was a man of many names. So he was listed as George Carl Tanzler on his German marriage certificate. Carl Tanzler von Kosel on his United States citizenship papers. Just Carl's Carl Tanzler on his for, Florida death certificate, and some of his hospital records were signed Count Carl Tanzler von Kosel. Count. What makes a person a count? So I had to look this up because I was like, I don't really know what that is. Count being a title referring to someone who falls in the in middle of social hierarchy. So not a 
like king or queen level, but yeah. far above like a commoner. Okay, got that. So it's just a social standing. Yes, but from what I could tell and like from everyone else that has kind of reported, um, this was a self-proclaimed title. Oh, okay. He'd given himself after someone he believed to be an ancestor, basically. Gotcha. So like, for, I don't, I mean, it's not for sure, but it doesn't seem like, like that was actually a title he should have. Can I be a count? Sure. Because <laughs> especially because he like immigrated over right to yeah. the u.s and so it's that seems like that's when he started calling himself that gotcha so what you're telling me is count chocula is popular as fuck he's better than the rest or most he Who? thinks count chocula he thinks he's better than me that's what you're saying that's what you're saying right now sure you don't know who Count Chocula is, do you? I don't. Are you serious? Is that, oh man, do we need to take this out? Okay, you, you know like- Tony, I don't want to look like- You know Tony the Tiger? The serial- Yeah? Tiger? Oh. Yeah, Count Chocula, the serial Dracula dude. Oh yeah, I know what that is. Yeah, Count Chocula. Oh God, it's just been a while since I've like heard that. Like a really long time, like since childhood. Well, taking you back right now. Yeah, we're, we're just taking you back in all areas of life here. <laughs> okay, so we're just going to refer to him as- Carl. Carl. You okay? got it. So Carl grew up in Imperial Germany, but at some point ended up in Australia. He didn't necessarily intend on staying in Australia for long, but 10 years later, as it goes, right? Mm -hmm. Prior to world, uh, to the world, to the start of World War I, he was still in Australia. While there, he became interested in engineering and electrical work. He brought, he supposedly brought Properties, boats, an organ, and allegedly an island in the Pacific. So he claims, I'm assuming. I know all this stuff is just like shit that he claims, right? Yeah. Like it's, he's an interesting fellow. So I guess you have to decide on your own yeah. if you believe this He He sounds eccentric. Yes. Yes. That is a great way, actually. So as he began to build um, a trans-ocean flyer, the British military authorities placed Carl in a constant concentration camp Ooh. reported later to be removed to trial bay to it's like a castle like prison on the cliffs and at the end of the war and once carl was released he set out to find his mother who he hadn't heard from since the beginning of the war so that didn't end badly for him i guess he was yeah, he was, was released he made it through that's for sure yeah. i don't want to say he was lucky because he certainly wasn't well lucky, no but he but was lucky to get out yes he was able to see a release yes. there. So so finding her safe, he remained with his mom for a few years before she suggested he follow his sister to the United States. In this time, however, following his return to Germany, he also met Doris and together they had two children. So they got married and they had two children. Aisha was born in 1922 and Clarista, I think, was born in 1924. So Carl would immigrate to the U.S., though, in 1926, and he initially left his wife and child behind for just the time being. So he sailed from Rotterdam to Havana, Cuba, and from Cuba settled in Florida, where um, his sister was. He later was joined by his wife and daughter, but left them behind once again as he took a job as a – if I could speak <laughs> – radiology technician at the U.S. Marine Hospital in Key West, Florida. And that's kind of where he like 
state and the story takes place in okay. U.S. Florida. That would have been like quite a prestige job, I would assume, back in those days, because I don't think that's like very prominent technology. They probably have very specialized individuals who are actually operating those. Yeah, like there was lots of reports that said he made a lot of money. Um, and then there were some reports, too, that said he had like nine degrees or something. Oh, but, wow. I mean, again, that's probably from his account. He's probably saying these things. Yeah, that might be an elaboration. I feel like Um, that's a lot of schooling. So and then when he was there, though, he gave himself another self-proclaimed title of basically doctor. Of course he did. Yeah. So like this dude just has it all, really. Another one of these fucked up doctor cases. (laughs) Yeah, but he's not a doctor, though. Well, he, he claims to be. Yeah. So now something else I haven't mentioned yet is that in Carl's adolescent years, he claims that he was visited by visions of a deceased ancestor, that ancestor being Countess von Kossel. So that's kind of how he got his count name. Gotcha. Who revealed to him the face of his true love, which was an exotic, dark haired woman. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of people probably want that, right? Yeah, yeah. So, well, I mean, last it was last episode we were talking about Mr. Tall, Dark, and Handsome, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and now we're going to the exotic, beautiful, dark-haired woman. Yeah, Love there it. you go. Oh, my gosh. So, cue Elena Hoyas. So, Elena was a young Cuban-American tuberculosis patient at the hospital Carl was working at. The hospital was unfortunately full of people suffering from at the time, this incurable disease. Yeah. Thankfully, not so much today. Yes, thankfully. So Carl immediately recognized Elena as the beautiful, dark-haired woman that had been revealed to him in his visions. And how many years later was this, sorry? That he... From, well, from his envision to today. Oh, yeah. Well, so he was like an adolescent, so I don't know what that means, but like a young... It could teenager. Be a teenager, so. child... Um, and now he is literally in, where do I have it? I believe he's like in his fifties okay. at this point. So. so we're looking at like 30, 40 years yeah. or so. So he waited a while for this woman to come to fruition, I guess you could say. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so Elena was born on July 31st, 1909, and she was 32 young, 32 years younger than Carl. Younger? Younger. Oh, shit. years. I thought you were going to say she was 32 years young. No. Okay. All so right. She was in her 20s and Carl was in his 50s. I mean, they're both legal. Uh, they're of legal consenting age. Yeah, but we'll get, dive in a little deeper. There was no consent involved, I don't think, here. Fair enough. So if, she, if individuals are of legal consenting age... I mean, who are we to judge? I mean, yeah, exactly. Weird, creepy, sure, but legal consenting. We see quote unquote gold digger types all the time with super ancient people, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, whatever makes you happy, I guess, right? Yeah. So she had two sisters, um, and tuberculosis eventually claimed the lives of almost all of Elena's immediate family, which is very sad because back then, like, it, you're. Yeah, it was very contagious, right? Mm-hmm. And, and no cure. So like your fate was kind of sealed yeah. a little bit. So And at, your best hope was basically to be in an iron lung for the rest of your life, which mm. not cool. No, no. Prior to all of this, Elena was actually married to Louise Messa. 
but their marriage seemed to not to, not to survive due to a miscarriage the two suffered. Oh, that sucks. Yes, very, very sad. No kidding. But the report saying that Louise left Elena shortly after she suffered the miscarriage and moved to Miami. So that's shitty. I don't know much about that, but it just seems shitty. They were still legally married at the time of Elena's death. Being that at the time there was no cure for tuberculosis, Elena did ultimately die. Carl, with his growing obsession for Elena, tried to do everything in his power to save this young woman, including acting as a doctor in an attempt to treat Elena in a variety of ways, including a mixture of medic medications and using x-ray and electrical equipment that he brought over to Elena's house from the hospital. Sorry, I was just going to say, I wonder what his family's perspective is on this. Because, I mean, of course, he's trying to save their daughter. Great. However, I would imagine he's being a little creepy as fuck. Probably a bit. Because he just seems like he has this very, like, intrusive way about him. Mm -hmm. So, but then also, um, like, I do chat about it a little bit here. Like, it, like I said, it's very sad because the family kind of was in, like, a state of desperation right mm -hmm. yeah um it and from all, what i could tell like they didn't have a lot of money and there wasn't any doctors out there that were offering any help because there wasn't actually anything that could be done exactly kind of why i'm thinking that he's overstepping and i wonder what the family's thinking about because like this is incurable and he's like basically like, i'm gonna save your daughter and doing all this weird shit well i think they're like grasping at straws basically and like He's taken advantage of their desperation, probably. Yeah, fair enough. Is what I is how I kind of like took it as, but because I didn't really see anything that said that they thought he was like a, a creep, but they had to think that he was overstepping, but then they were just accepting it because he was offering help. I believe, like they were yeah. in a very weird position. They're probably just like this dude really wants to help our daughter, and like we really hope we can have this done. He's well, yeah, and guy. he's the only hope. He's yeah. like literally the only one offering them help. Help so. me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Only help. Help me, Carl Tanzer. You're my only hope. Oh, gosh. Can you imagine <laughs> if that was your only hope? Oh. I, oh. So along with offering free medical care, he would also shower. See, and this is where it does get fucking weird. He would shower Elena with gifts of jewelry and clothing. And on many occasions, many, like almost daily, he would profess his love to her. Yeah. See, this is getting weird. <laughs> So I don't know. I, I think that they were very much so in a, in a sticky position. And like he also like asked her to marry him too, like numerous times. Yeah. So this is definitely fucking weird. And he's old, a lot older. Right. And she is dying like she's dying. There's and there's no evidence to show that Elena like reciprocated any of these feelings back whatsoever. Gotcha. OK. Like I think she probably was like politely like. I don't even know. Like, I don't even know. This Sir, would you kindly fuck off? This situation just seems impossible to me. Like, impossible. Well, what are you going to do on your deathbed and the guy who's swearing up and down he's going to save you is, like, prof professing his love to you? And, like, her deathbed was literally, like, a brand new bed that Carl had purchased her. Like, he went, like, all out here. Wow. So, because he had a lot of money, right? Yeah. But despite his efforts, Elena would pass away in her parents' home on October 25th, 1931, at the age of only 22. Damn. Yeah, very, very shitty. 
Carl went about paying for the funeral. So like he's pay he continues paying for shit. So he pays for the funeral and he pay pays for the burial expenses. And he had a death mask made of Elena's face oh, before yeah. she was buried. Wow. I, okay. I cool. didn't actually really know what the frick that was, to be honest. So, it, and I looked it up and it literally says that a death mask is being a cast or impression of a person's face after death, typically done using wax or plaster. Yep. So like that is, that's not like a common thing today. I don't feel like, is it? No, not so much. Although a little fun fact for you. Um, if anyone's ever taken uh, CPR training or first aid or yes. ambulance attendant, you know that uh, CPR doll? Uh, Annie. Annie. That is a death mask of a real individual. Yeah, that actually came up in my research, actually, when I yeah. was like looking at death masks yeah. here. Um, though I'm, I'm pretty sure it's been altered quite a bit since, mm -hmm. but I would assume it still at least resembles her quite a bit. Because wasn't her face like just perfect or something? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. And that Michael Jackson song? Um, Annie, are you okay? That's right. actually after Annie, the doll. Yeah. We should be doing a podcast on that, shouldn't we? Oh, that is one that I have in my books. Yeah. I think yeah. it'd be very interesting because I don't know like her story or anything. So actually another fun fact, go, go on another tangent here. Sorry. <laughs> we just have fun facts coming out of the ass today. There was actually a woman who claimed Michael Jackson wrote that song, um, about her. Her name was Annie and she was like obsessed with Michael Jackson and shit seriously yeah like she wasn't a stalker but damn near on the verge of it she claimed that Just michael jackson was in love with her and shit that that was actually about her yeah i think there was like some some like late 90s talk show about it i don't think it was like dr phil but like an equivalent to doctor dr phil had her on there she's like a carl that's, yeah that's actually a, kind that's of that's a carl like a full circle just went around there my god um, okay yeah sorry i digress no that is great so I was just going to move on here. It's like if we left the story at that, it's not the worst. It's not like the worst. It's creepy. It's uncomfortable. It's awkward. But it's not like the worst. Yeah. There's there's no crime being committed currently. He's just kind of overstepping. Yeah, he's well, there is technically a crime in the sense that he's claiming to be a doctor. Yeah, you're and he's right. stealing shit from the hospital that he probably isn't entitled to take. Fair enough. So – but minor the, minor crimes. How's that? Especially for that. Yeah, time. he's I mean, they're crimes for the good, I guess. I don't know. But the story doesn't stop there. And after Elena's death, Carl's obsession only grew and began to consume his life. Yeah, I know where this is going. <sighs> I know a little bit about this case, but not all these details you dishing out. So let's hear more. So he, as he was at the cemetery one night visiting Elena's grave, he noticed how wet the ground was and realized that water you know, maybe seeping into Elena's coffin, which mm -hmm. most people would be like, well, like that's shitty. That's, that happens, right? Yeah. So, but this would end up decaying her body at a quicker speed and Carl couldn't handle the thought of this. So he went about getting permission from the family to build a concrete, a concrete ma mausoleum to hold her body. He commissioned the mausoleum to be built at the same cemetery. It was the Key West Cemetery. And I'll post a photo because the mausoleum that he got built is like stunning. Yeah, I heard it's like elaborate as fuck. Like it's like beautiful, beautiful. Um, and inside he placed a metal airtight casket to hold Elena's body. Oh, a metal one? A metal one. Damn. So the casket was also equip equipped with an incubator tank that he would fill with um, 
formaldehyde to further stop or slow down the process of Elena's body from decaying. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. That is intricate as fuck. Wow. Yeah. Like, I feel like that just makes me like squirm in my seat because it's a bit uncomfortable. Like, it, he needs to just lay her to rest. Oh, he should lay to rest at this point. 100%. <laughs> um, but I will admit this fascinates me. Like, I am very intrigued. I want to hear more. Yeah. Well, I mean, it gets, it goes, it goes downhill here. So at some point, Carl would end up losing his job at the hospital where he was a radiology technician. And this was around 1933. So some reports say he left the job. Some reports say he was fired for undisclosed reasons. And some say he was fired due to the fact that he was posing as a doctor and he brought like medical, medical equipment to Elena's home in an attempt to treat her. Which does make sense, but it was sometime after Elena's death that he had lost his job. So if it was the reason of Elena, you think he would have lost his job sooner. Well, I wonder if it was like after the death and now he's like, I don't know, maybe being caught with this equipment at his home or bringing it back. Yeah. So I don't know. The most common report said that he was fired for undisclosed reasons. So we'll just stick with that, I suppose. Probably not being a doctor might be one of them. Yeah, I, I mean, that's like, that deserves a little bit more than even getting fired, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, Does there, it not? There should be some sort of legal recommendation. Yeah. So either way, this would only give Carl more time to spend with Elena. Oh, that, I just, that gave me chills, that fucking sentence. Yeah, oh. more time to spend. Okay. I would love to have more time, but I don't think I would particularly pick that way to spend it. So he'd visit her every night. But after he lost his job, these visits seemed to abruptly stop happening. People found this a bit strange, but no one imagined the reason behind it. Around this time, there was also an entry in Carl's journal reading. I'm so happy I'm back with you, darling. Very soon, the hour approached when I will take you home with me. So, in April of 1933... With the extra time Carl now had on his hands, he decided to move Elena's body from the mausoleum and cemetery and bring her home to live with him. Fuck. Yeah. How long had she been buried by this point? Wasn't it like two-ish years or something? Yeah, I say that later. Um, oh, no, it's right there. So she passed away in October of 1931, and this is April of 1933. Jeez. So, like, that's a freaking kind of a long time. And it honestly seems it makes no difference to him if she's dead or alive almost. Oh, clearly. Which is wild. Oh, yeah. like Wild. This is what kind of fascinates me. It's this obsession and what lengths he's going in. I can only imagine what's going on in his head. It, it's got to be so fucked up. <laughs> honestly. I know, like it's almost, I don't, we'll get to that a little bit, but it's almost sad in a sense. It's a little sad. I'm sure it is. Like in all honesty, when we get down, like we're we're true crime, we talk about a lot of murderers. Yeah. We talk a lot about a a lot of criminals and all these individuals, there's something going on in their head where, yeah, I feel bad for them because there's something maybe that was in their early life that had affected them or traumatized them or some sort of disassociation that's going on that is affecting them now. And it's, it's sad that someone has to go through that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'm really curious. And like I said, like you just said, I'm sure you're going to go through it here in a minute, but I'm really curious to see what his reasonings, if you will, um, will be. Well, I don't even know if, if you get an answer really to that. 
We'll see. We'll okay. see as we go through. But I mean, like, it's almost kind of like, I don't know, like an OCD desperation thing. Like, but he only had known her for, I think it was three months prior to her passing or something. It was not a long time, but then he had spent his whole life envisioning her, I believe. Yeah. Right. You know, which I guess, you know, honesty with the path he's going down, this could quite literally be a manifestation of love at first sight. Yeah. So, okay, I already said that about how long she had been in there. So, and I'm no, okay, I'm no body decomposing expert, but I cannot imagine what her body would be looking like at this point. And it was not something I wanted to, I was going to research either. <laughs> Probably for the better. But it just, it's gotta have some, some stuff going on there. Big time. Oh yeah. Big time. Oh yeah. So on the night he went to gather Elena's body, he showed up at the cemetery as per usual, like every night. But this time he was sporting a toy wagon. And using the wagon, he went to gather Elena's body from the mausoleum. A toy wagon? He had a toy wagon. Wow, okay. So there's so much wrong here. Like, first of all, if you ever see anyone walking through a cemetery <laughs> in the night with a toy wagon. <laughs> wow, Like, okay. it just, they can't be up to any fucking good. There's there's no good to come of that. Yeah, I, I yeah. Like, could you yeah, imagine? I, I can't argue that. I mean, during the day, if there, especially if there was a child in there, I wouldn't think twice, but at night I would just be like. I don't give a shit if it's the, the fuck. If it's the day or night, if I see a little child walking through the graveyard with a wagon, I'm going the other fucking no, way. No, I meant a parent how having the wagon behind them with a kid in there okay you wouldn't think twice of that maybe not so much that i thought you meant okay. like if you see a little kid going to your <laughs> yes. graveyard with a toy wagon no i'm getting the fuck that's out of there worse than the night situation <laughs> yeah i'm fucking gone i'm sorry <laughs> oh my gosh and i don't even know if you were to report this shit because like you'd just be like wow my brain's really messed up i might need to have like some rest I, I, I would be going to church. Oh I am gosh. not a religious individual, but I would be going to church. I can tell you that right now. Oh my gosh. And the second thing is poor Elena. She had already been laid to rest twice. And here she is now being disturbed yet again in a fucking wagon. Yep. Like I can't even picture how that would look. Yeah. Like so first when she was buried and then again for the mausoleum. Yeah. Now again to what I presume is going to be his home. Yeah. So two interesting things to note. First, Carl allegedly was the one, the only one with a key to this mausoleum. So though Elena didn't have a lot of immediate family left due to, you know, the in, tuberculosis that had gone through her mm, family. Yeah. No one in her family was aware of what exactly Carl was doing, which I just hate that. And secondly, this was all okay because Carl reportedly said that Elena's spirit would come to him when he would spend time with her body and her spirit actually asked him to take her away from her grave. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> I'm sorry, Carl. I'm calling bullshit. I know. You. I know. I mean, at this point, does he doesn't have much credit with no. us here. So um, again, I don't know what's actually going on in his head. He may have thought he's seen that. That may have been what he literally experience himself but the reality of the situation is i i don't doubt think it that. happened i mean gosh if you believe in something so fucking much you could you could it could he could have saw it i don't know i don't know just playing devil's advocate there 
So once they arrived to Carl's, which was a small home by the sea, he began, and I just hate this choice of word that I put in here, actually, maintaining her body as needed in an old airplane that he had repurposed into a makeshift laboratory. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Holy Frankenstein, Batman. <laughs> That's wow. like a sentence. Maintaining her body in a repurposed makeshift airplane laboratory no shit wow okay <laughs> that like that's literally like frankenstein's monster sort of shit going on kind right of actually okay yeah. so first he went about attaching her bones together and he was it some said that he was using like um a string and wire basically some people said it was piano wire mm. Next, he had to do something about her eye situation or lack thereof and he went about fitting her face with glass eyes and as you can imagine, Elena's skin was also decomposing. I feel like at this point, you'd wonder if maybe this just like wasn't a good idea, right? Like at some point you would feel like this wasn't a good idea. And the decomposing skin for me would be that that point. <laughs> really, that That's where you would stop. Really? There? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I, th- yeah. I would like to think I would stop the moment <laughs> the shovel is going in the dirt. And I would be like, what the fuck am I doing? I don't know. Just having to deal with decomposing skin to me, I'm like, no, 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 I'm out. Wow. So as her skin was decomposing, Carl went about replacing it with silk cloth that he had soaked in wax and plaster of Paris. Huh. He also made. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like to the point. I don't know what to say. <laughs> you have no idea what to say. He also made Elena a wig using her own hair as it fell off her decomposing scalp. So he'd like gather the pieces and then he turned that into a wig. Along with this, along like everything I've mentioned, Elena's body was losing its original form. So Carl filled her body's abdo- ab- abdomen and chest with rags and dressed Elena's remains in clothing, stockings, gloves, and jewelry. This poor girl. I know. Like, that's a lot, eh? It is. Carl would have been, like, he was seen in town buying women's clothing and, uh, like, a whack of perfume because... Yeah, I could imagine. Yeah. Um, You would need more than perfume to cover up that smell. So apparently disinfectants and more preservatives were also used. Yeah, it's a good visual, eh? Yeah, sure. If that's how you want to say it. Um, no, I'm just sitting here thinking like this poor girl, like what he is. I know she didn't deserve this. No, what he is forcing her to go through and she has no way of defending herself in in this situation. Like she has no voice, no one to speak for her, no nothing. nothing. She's just unfortunately at his will. Yeah. So along with sleeping next to Elena's body on a nightly basis. God. There was also a report of a local boy witnessing Carl dancing with a life-size doll through his window. All of this went on for, are you ready? 
Seven years. Seven oh, years she lived with him there. Like, that's absurd. It's brutal. So finally, in October of 1940, Elena's sister started getting wind of rumors going around of what could be happening here. So she went, actually went over to Carl's home and to confront him. Being that Carl was the only one with a key to the mausoleum, she demanded to be taken there to see her sister's body. To which he said, that would be unnecessary. And instead of hiding what he'd been doing for the last seven years, Carl actually took Elena's sister upstairs to his bedroom. And there lying in the bed, dressed in a wedding gown, was what looked like a doll. Features glistering like wax and glass eyes, Elena's sister was obviously mortified. She didn't believe her eyes and actually didn't believe this was her sister. I mean, I think your mind would have trouble processing, let alone accepting that this has happened to someone that you've loved. No kidding. The sister notified authorities. Carl was obviously arrested and Elena's body was transported to a funeral home where yet another autopsy was performed because the sister requested it. She literally thought that this was just a doll. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Well, I can only imagine what he had done to her over the course of those seven years. I imagine she wouldn't be recognizable as A, her sister, let alone B, at this point, someone's remains. No. And there's photos out there too. So like, yeah, I'll be posting the mausoleum. I'll post a photo of Carl. I'll post a photo of Elena. I should post one at what she looked like. And then, yes, it literally does look like she's kind of like a life-size doll, really. Like her face is not Mm -hmm. human-like. I I have seen a photo of what she looked like post-mortem after this whole incident. And yeah, it's it does not look like a human. And kind of scary. So- Carl was um, examined by psychologist and somehow found to be mentally competent. What? Yeah. How the fuck? I don't know. Okay. He's just really sick then. So. What? That blows my mind. You fall in love with someone who is dying. You build her mausoleum to store her body. Eventually remove her body from said mausoleum to live with her while completely altering, altering her decomposing body to almost look doll-like sleep next to her every night be seen through the window dancing with her and you're completely sane what the fuck yeah like like yeah so he was fit to stand trial which i mean i guess is good right i yeah that that's good in itself but i can't imagine someone going through all that and claiming all these things even before all this, the things that he was claiming about himself. and Yeah, like there's no way. Like what, I mean, maybe back then, like the tests weren't what they would be today. Oh, they definitely wouldn't be. Because this is, still, we're talking about, it was like the 1930s, 1940s. 1940s. Uh, yeah, it's definitely not up to what it is today. Because like back then, even mental health and stuff might not, there wouldn't have been many types of mental health really. And so maybe with what they knew and had, that was sane. Yeah. But I mean, anyone that steps back and just like looks and see and thinks about what he did, <laughs> there's he, no way. That is an individual who needs help. Yeah. So he was charged with destroying a grave and removing a body without authorization. He had his preliminary hearing on October 4th of 1940, but the case was ultimately dropped as the statute of limitations for the crime had expired. Fuck, I knew that was coming and I should have seen it coming earlier. 
leaving Carl free to go. Damn it. Are you? Oh, my God. Yeah. So now get this. I'm not done blowing your mind here. There's a bit more. There's There's, more. There's more. During Elena's autopsy, she was, of course, found to be that of a decaying corpse and not a doll. Yeah. They found exactly what I reported on, that her bones were held together by wire and string. There were fragments of skin, but what had um, deteriorated was replaced with oiled silk and wax. But what I haven't mentioned yet. Oh, no. Is that there was allegedly a tube found inserted in Elena's body. Oh, no. The tube was made out of paper and inserted in Elena's vaginal cavity. What the fuck? I'll let your imaginations go. No, no, I don't want my imagination to go on that. Thank you. No, thank you. Wow. You want me to spell it out for you. It was so sexual intercourse (laughs) could be performed with the body on the body. Yeah. Poor fucking girl. And I'm not meaning to laugh about that. It's your reactions because this is so fucked. It's so fucked. Like it's so fucked. And this is an individual who is deemed competent and sane. Yeah. Wow. He did never, he never did admit to committing any necrophilic acts though. And we'll talk about that a little bit more in a sec here. What is with you in necrophilia cases? Just got to throw that out there. For fuck's sakes, can I just say that I didn't know this was... (laughs) <laughs> and then as soon as I'm like, oh, shit. Because, yeah, I know I've done a few and I just like don't know why. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. So after the examination of Elena's body, I literally hate this. It doesn't make any sense. It was actually put on display. What? Public display. What? At the funeral home. Did you know that? No. Okay. So I get curiosity. I totally do. I do absolutely um where am i here i freaking lost my place because i'm so upset here but okay she had been through enough oh yeah there is absolutely no way why she would need to be put on display like that is so fucked up to me well like because for the past seven years this girl had her face drugged through the mud metaphorically but like in every which way possible and then she's finally pulled out of this fucking mud hole Pulled out of hell. And then the public just basically spits in her face. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? So teachers brought their students for field trips. Journalists visited to report on this bizarre story. Like, it was quite a story at the time, right? She became a tourist attraction with around 7,000 people coming to view her body. Oh, I honestly, at this point, I almost feel like bad talking about her at this this point. I know. I know I that part like I mean the whole part is crazy but like how did that happen like how was that okay because the sister kind of was involved at this point right so like how did that happen I don't know well I wonder if she even I mean I'm not to say that she didn't do anything but I wonder if she even had control at that point or if she was involved because maybe it was like oh she her body is at this point technically evidence right Mm -hmm. and then maybe federal levels or whatever decided to display it and she couldn't do anything or maybe i don't know for whatever reason she wanted to display her sister i i can't i can't fathom why i know and it i mean she does eventually i'll say here get buried but they had wanted to almost people had wanted to it to last forever like her be like this ongoing tourist attraction what which is so bizarre like she's a she was a human being yeah let that, her rest that literally was taken way too early and then went through this awful 
Ah, yeah. So once her exhibit, for lack of better words, was over, Elena's body was eventually returned to the Key West Cemetery and buried in an unmarked grave in a secret location. Good. The article said to prevent further tampering, but what I think they meant to say was to avoid fucking Carl from coming and collecting her once again. No shit. Or any sort of tourists or anything like that, giving her final, finally rest. Yeah. Peace. Because one article said he allegedly asked if Elena's body could be returned to him. Are you fucking serious? Like he literally, I think, thought it was like his. Wow. What the fuck? was really nothing to her. Like, he's not family. He wasn't even a friend. Like, this is crazy. That right there shows that something is not right with him. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't see that he did anything wrong. Yeah. He does not see Elena as a, an individual who's passed away. He sees her. As a vision. That's his. Yeah. Well, maybe not his, but he sees her as a person who is with him. Yeah. Like a wife, like a spouse. Well, yeah, they, I mean, she was in a wedding dress. I'm sure he thought they were married. How can any individual in their right mind not see someone has passed? He clearly sees her as someone who is with him for their own will and alive. Mm -hmm. She's not. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So... It gets even a little worse here. So Wait, the what? Ca- yes. The case, as you can imagine, drew a lot of media attention. The public wanted all the details, right? But the general public consensus in regards to Carl was compassion and sympathetic. He was viewed as a hopeless romantic and that his acts were in the name of love. They're right, but that doesn't mean he's a victim. I mean, I'm freaking love romantic romance stories, romantic com movies, whatever. Yeah. But this is not one of them. This is like by far not one of them. Yeah. From his perspective, yes, he's in love. Yes, he's being romantic. Yes, he wants to be with her. You sure you're right. However, he doesn't have consent. He doesn't have consent. It doesn't mean he has the right to do this. It doesn't mean she is his possession. It doesn't mean he can do any of this shit. Mm-hmm. Just because you love someone does not give you the fucking right. Yeah, because she never once confessed her love back to him. Even if she did in her death. Yeah. Put it put it this way. What does marriage say? Till death do we part. Mm-hmm. After that, you don't get any say on the individual anymore. You lay them to rest. Yeah. And if that was true that she was married previously, right? Like, because mm-hmm. this story is so old that sometimes it's, it's hard to like find the right information people word it differently and yada yada that but i mean that man given up on her but he technically could still have had some control over what was going on you know but maybe he didn't he he was in miami and stuff right so but even still some of those control or decisions are going to be like where's the plot going to be you know what yeah what sort of tombstone or headstone or gravesite it's not going to be like what should we do with their corpse afterwards yeah uh she's not going to be your marionette puppet we need to give her peace and lay her rest absolutely she deserved that so there is something that i need to touch a bit more on and that's the whole um necrophilia portion of this case because It was allegedly not reported on initially. And this was something I found very interesting. It was actually many years later that information surfaced. Like we're talking 30 years later. I mean, I'm pretty sure people could assume 
But well, they could, but okay. There's just so many things here. So, which it makes like the allegations of this necrophilia slightly questionable because you have to wonder why was something to surface from physicians 30 years after the examination? Yeah. Could this be a nasty rumor? Because one article said it came out after Carl had passed. But if necrophilia was the case, shouldn't that have been brought into trial? That's because true. he could have been charged with something there, I think. Yeah. Right? Because that was happening at the time of found. So that would not have like expired. The charges could not have expired of that. That's true. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, why was that not said? Well, I, maybe let's put it this way. Maybe it was concealed because they couldn't prove that there was any sexual. Well, there were some articles that even said they found sperm in there, though. Or maybe it was something that later had been proven. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe with DNA testing, they were able to confirm yeah. sperm or something like that was in there. So, and if the vaginal tube was something that surfaced at the time, would the public still have had so much compassion towards Carl is something I'm curious oh, about. I don't know. Right? I don't know. So, I feel like maybe they wouldn't have. It, that wouldn't have been like the ultimate love story then, I feel like. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean... Romeo and Juliet is technically the ultimate love story, but they only knew each other for like a week and then committed suicide for each other. True. So that's also a strange one where who knows if that's really a love story, right? Yeah. So last but not least, Carl would be found deceased in an abandoned house in 1952 at the age of 75. He was lying next to a life-size doll wearing the death mask of Elena. To say he was obsessed with Elena would have been an understatement. The old airplane makeshift lavatory Carl used to maintain Elena's body was part of his ultimate plan for her. He called it Elena's airship, and he eventually wanted to use the plane to fly Elena high into the um, stratosphere. Sorry, I was like, how the fuck do you say that again? <laughs> so that radiation from outer space could penetrate her tissues and restore her back to life form. That was his ultimate plan. Yeah, I did hear about that part before. Which is wild. That's... So, I mean, he literally believed that she would, like, come back to life for him, I think. So. I mean, I find this story fascinating, but I get so angry by it at the, at the same time. Yeah. All I know is, like, Car like Carl's fucking bananas, man. Like B A N A N A S. Like he's he's bananas. I know. Like I was I was chatting with a friend, and I was like, if I literally like had have done had done this to Ben or something, like right? You plotting shit? Well, I'm not plotting shit, <laughs> but like so in winter old age or something. Like I literally just have your body and shit. Like I'm pretty sure people would like not think I was okay. I think so. But so, I don't know. Not that it's an excuse, but I mean, it is a different time. Yeah. But well, not that it's an excuse. So the last entry in Carl's journal said, human jealousy has robbed me of the body of my Elena. Yet divine happiness is flowing through me for she had survived death forever and ever she is with me. Wow. So there was also something else I didn't mention. Apparently her mausoleum at one point was like a bomb put in there and exploded. Holy shit. So, and it's speculated that like Carl did that because he was angry, didn't get to keep it yeah. and blah, blah, blah. But. Wow. Um, I do want to say, I don't know if you've heard, I don't know what cultures there, but there are some cultures where like every three to five years they will 
unearth loved ones. Oh, really? And there's like a day where they celebrate them. They dress them up and take pictures with them oh. and have dinner and stuff. And it's part of their culture. It's completely normal. However, this obsession to do it and imagine this person is still alive mm -hmm. and desecrate them well it wasn't ways. just a day it was literally like every day of his yeah life. um so so some cultures do these sort of things and i mean every culture is different and that that's that's fine but i think culture carl took it to an extreme that is is that the day of ugh. the dead that you're referring to uh no i don't think it is okay i'm gonna have to look that up mm -hmm. yeah no day of the dead that's that's in uh mexico um, that's where they, what's the celebration they do? They light candles and everything. They have pictures of their loved ones and there's big festivals and, and, uh, gather and celebrate and, and parades and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, that's not one where they unearth their loved ones. Yeah. I as mean, far as I know, I get that every, um, culture is different and totally accepting of this, but this, this story is like, it's not a cultural yeah. thing. That's just Carl being creepy <laughs> well, for, yeah to put it nicely if for sake of the argument let's just assume that carl is in one of these cultures where they do unearth their loved ones on a regular basis okay, okay. yeah let's just assume that we know he wasn't but let's just say he was for the sake of the argument if he goes behind the family's back and unearths the individual when they're not supposed to be unearthed and takes them away and lives with them on their own, that is still not cool. That is still not okay. Mm -hmm. He's still doing something to an individual who cannot defend themselves against their will. Yeah. Without consent. Yeah. Period. Not cool. Yeah. No, Carl's not cool. You're not cool, Carl. Carl, you're a piece. That, that's his new nickname. Not cool, Carl. <laughs> not cool, Carl. You heard it here. That's his new nickname. I mean, <laughs> gosh, that's a pretty kind nickname. You should have a shirt that says that. Not cool, Carl. Not cool, Carl. So, yeah, that's the story of uh, poor Elena. Wow, poor girl. I'm, I know. I am super glad she got to be laid to rest and is at peace and... Well, it's not being gawked at anymore. Yeah, because like this story, it's out there. So even if she was laid to rest and like say monitored or something, but had her name on her gravestone, she'd get visited. Oh yeah. So this this is this is the best way this story could have ended. Mm -hmm. Hundred percent. So and there there's one there's a difference between individuals visiting for respect and another to be gawked at, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm glad she's not getting gawked at. Yeah. I do hope that some family knows where she is and they do visit her still. Though. I know. I hope of that. Yeah. So. Wow. Well, well done. Like I said, this, this case pissed me off, but well done. I know. it. It's it's a wild ride, this case. We say that about a lot of cases, but this is a lot of, it's a lot of unexpected shit happens here. Yeah. So. Not cool, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank you for being here. We appreciate you as always. If you want to check out our links in the description of this podcast, you can hit us up on Instagram, Facebook. We have Twitter. We have Reddit. We are, we have a website. You name it. We have Patreon. And actually on Patreon, you can go check out exclusive episodes of behind the scene content. That exclusive episode comes out the last day of every month, which is coming up in right about like two days right now. Mm -hmm. So go ahead, sign up and support us. If not, we appreciate you just the same. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for always supporting us because without you, even listening, we wouldn't be doing this as we are today. So thank exactly. you. Exactly. Okay. So until uh, next time. Stay wicked. <laughs>